0: Welcome to the Sniffits of Genius podcast. I'm your hostess, Caroline Kay, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Joe Yule. Now, Joe is a creative audio specialist, and we met when I decided to launch this very podcast. So, I am delighted to have her on now for my second series to talk through the wonderful world of podcasting, but also the wonderful journey that Joe has been on to set up her own business. Build courses. She's even thinking about setting up retreats. So, we're going to dive into that today and find out all about it. So, without further ado, Joe, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: No, oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And I'm really, really chuffed that you took the time because I know you are a busy bee with lots going on. It'd be great to wind back to how this magical journey to the White Isle of Ibiza actually began.
1: Well, I'm from Surrey originally. Um, in London working as a journalist you know in the middle of the rat race and kind of I would probably say rapidly approaching a bit of a burnout really in all ways from city life from you know partying too hard I was working as a music journalist for BBC6 music and you know going out to the opening of an envelope basically and (laughs) that was just part of the job and I kind of started to do yoga in my spare time and was getting more onto that path and kind of really finding London just way too much in terms of you know output and just lifestyle and so I moved to Brighton and as soon as I really realized I didn't want to work full-time anymore I was freelancing for Six Music and I kind of you know parked a little bit of of the work load that I had for them and I started to teach yoga after a, a couple of trips to India and doing a teacher training over there fell in love with the more spiritual side of life and yeah, just really realised I didn't want to be, you know, running up to London on the train every day, found it really exhausting and just took on full time teaching. And then I just kind of got to the point, really, where BBC Six Music moved to Manchester. They were, you know, inviting me to, to move north as well. But to be honest with you, um, I had no desire. I mean, I did go up to Manchester on a recce and I thought, well, if it rains more than it doesn't, then um, that will be my answer. It it rains all the time in
0: Manchester. I'm from the north originally. I have friends up in Manchester. And I think I think they have one of the biggest percentages of rainfall of the whole of the UK. So yeah, if you don't like rain, Manchester's not the place for you.
1: No, it really wasn't. And you know, also just I think this was like 10 years ago before yoga has become the multi-million or probably billion dollar industry it's become now in the last, you know. Sort of ten years, it's really, really exploded. Like wellness is a really, really big business, and mm-hmm. back then it just hadn't really kind of taken off quite yet. So I really realised that I needed to be sort of taking my practice to a place where there were people, I guess, with you know more money to spend to book a private yoga teacher. I've always been in love, you know, with the beef There, I've always partied here and come on holiday and done music gigs and reports for for BBC Six Music and made documentaries and things had a spiritual home anyway. And I came here to run a retreat and realized there was this other side of the island, like north of Ibiza town, which I'd never ever explored in 20 years of coming here. (laughs) And when I realized there were all these hippies and amazingly beautiful kind of, you know, hikes and beautiful beaches I'd never been to. I'd never, ever, ever bothered (laughs) to explore anywhere other (laughs) than the inside of a nightclub. I was like, oh, right. That's what everybody else does when they're not, you know, doing usual here. And there's just this other side of the island that I just fell completely in love with. And in that moment, I did move here actually to start running yoga retreats here.
0: Oh, so when was that? How long ago was that when you moved over?
1: It was like 2012. So it's about eight or nine years ago.
0: And And was it starting off with the yoga teaching? Were you like, right, I'm going to move to... Abitha and I'm going to start my yoga teaching as your freelance work or did you have bigger aspirations at the time?
1: No I think that was you know that was my big aspiration to start as a private teacher start a big retreat company business and take over the whole island like doing amazing retreats Mm high-end luxury events and yeah just providing this kind of sanctuary space for stressed out mums on the run and you know business Um, owners in London and all my contacts in the music industry from like you know 10-15 years of of being in town I kind of wanted to you know find a place that would work as a yeah as an escape for for those kinds of people which is basically exactly um, what I did but it didn't happen immediately and I did actually have to go back when I first got here to podcasting actually that's kind of when I really I mean even though I'd been making podcasts in London for Six Music and smirnoff and lots of big drinks clients actually seemed to be the way forward for me at the time but yeah when I got here I ended up doing exactly that because you know my yoga thing didn't catch on for at least a year Mm -hmm. and I ended up making a podcast for the DJ awards podcast for essential Ibiza I had a radio show on Ibiza Global Radio for British Airways you know managed to get some quite big gigs in terms of um, podcasting and radio making but it wasn't You know, my heart wasn't in it at that point. I took a a job as director of Pioneer DJ Radio, which is part of Sonica, one of the big radio stations on the island, worked in a very male kind of, you know, orientated dance music kind of world for the first three months. And then I just felt really, honestly, physically ill after sitting in an office, which was actually the studio. So you'd have like some big name DJ coming in, fag hanging out of, you know, his mouth (laughs) and having a beer in the other hand and then dancing around the studio with like full-blown techno in my office where I was actually sitting at my desk and I was like this is the exact antithesis <laughs> <Why do> I've <laughs> been be teaching a private yoga class in the morning arriving all zen and ready for my day and then bam walk yeah. into like, hardcore techno and I honestly I thought I was going to kill myself I was like can't do this anymore
0: Okay, so you definitely arrived in the opposite of where you wanted to go. So how did you manage to turn that corner and get back to the vision of what you went to Ibiza for?
1: I love that question because it was very much a decisive moment where I thought, you know what, this is just not what I moved here for. It's, you know, it's not going in the right direction. And I think until I pull the plug, not just on that radio job, but all you know, all of that kind of work, 100%. I'm never, ever, ever going to get to my goal. I need to stop plate spinning, focus on one thing and one thing only. And that was the yoga. And as soon as I did that, I quit my job immediately, went to Thailand, went on a retreat, reminded myself of all the wonderful things that I wanted to do for other people. And when I came back, that was it. Bang, it just took off. And oh, immediately, you know, I was getting all these great gigs, teaching a lot of, you know, quite famous <laughs> celebrities. Mad Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Only that happened without me really trying, actually, it was quite unbelievable, so you know, I loved it, and I really that's what I wanted to do. you know, nine years ago, I just needed to take a serious break from the world of music, and I'm glad I did that. you know, I had an amazing sort of five, six years. I got my own retreat house and business, I had this great big house in the hills in San Vicente, and Ooh, you know I was doing exactly that role for other people who were broken Londoners, who were or Caribbeans <laughs> or, you know, Rome residents or they were just people from all over Europe sort of coming there, absolutely done in by life and leaving like sparkling and kind of ready to go back to normality. So it was a oh. beautiful, beautiful period where I also needed that retreat, I think.
0: Oh, that's gorgeous. It sounds absolutely like heaven. And I suppose then at some point there was another turning point to sort of get back into the world of podcasting. Because obviously that's how we met. So how did the Reset Rebel come about? Was it a natural progression or how did you move forward then?
1: I really had this idea that I kind of wanted to set up part of the house as a studio as time went on. And I started to feel this real desire to get back into you know my radio roots really I was really missing making audio and I started to make you know little snippets of programs and playlists and like yeah podcasts about yoga really and I was kind of putting my playlist together and doing the instructions over the top which became like a podcast series and then when I basically decided to give up the house and not run the retreats in the way that I had been and spend all my time doing that I just started my own podcast, which is called The Reset Rebel. And that basically was the turning point, really. As soon as I started to make that series, as soon as I started to get the feedback of, you know, people loving it and getting in touch with me and wanting to, you know, hear more, I kind of just remembered, you know, that's my primary passion. And I think I'd, you know, taken a break, which was enough for me to to really miss it and just realize that that's really what I want to do with my life. It was always my plan right after I left Six Music to kind of run workshops for young people or in Brighton, ideally, I wanted to create a space where people could come and learn how to make radio shows and kind of share that skill set. Because I don't think, you know, there was really enough of that going on. So if
0: you could transport yourself back, what's the one thing you wish you would have known before you started your business or on this journey, should I say?
1: I think that it doesn't need to be that complicated. You don't need to have this big plan in place for how it's all going to evolve. And it's exactly what I tell my podcast clients as well. It's like you don't need to have the entire thing mapped out for the next 20, 30 episodes. You you just need to get started. And that's you know, one of the biggest things I think in business is like, you know, you can keep planning and keep getting investment and keep, you know, creating these business plans, but actually sometimes just starting something and actually, you know, moving forward and getting into something and that you can, you can figure it out as you go along. But I just think getting started is always the hardest part. And it is the most magical part, I think, for you to kind of get the ball rolling and get into your passion as you, as you call it. And, really kind of evolve as you as you move forward and I think that that's what stopped me from teaching for so 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 long and then one day I was like I'm just gonna start I'm just gonna start giving this course and see if I've really got the tools on board to make this happen and you know the first four people signed up that you know went really really well and then I just got the confidence under my wings to give the next one and the next one and the next one I mean I've given like 10 face-to-face courses of in groups of four and I've never ever you know had a point where I'm stuck of information to share or skills it's not something I've mapped out like on a big you know chart board or got loads and loads of coursework it's just an organic process where I get together with four people and depending on what their idea is depends on you know what it is that I share with them but essentially I'm consulting on somebody's idea and everything is bespoke on how to get that person launched in a way that they're going to be able to continue, which is the, the, real, mm-hmm. you know, the real sticking point for anyone. It's easy to start a podcast, but continuing to commit and make and get that content out there on a regular basis is difficult. And I think yeah. you need to find a way to teach them to be able to, to stick with the program. Definitely.
0: And you you were fantastic at that. I really can't give you enough glory (laughs) for how much you make things simple and turn things around. And I know that you have been scaling and you've been running these different retreats and podcasts, courses in London and in Ibiza as well. So what are you most proud of in your business at this stage in terms of how you've grown or just what's the part that really gives you that sense of pride?
1: I think it's empowering women to find their voice and to share their message. I think a lot of women, you know, are underheard, underpaid, (laughs) underexposed in terms of their brilliance and creativity and strength and determination and passion. And, you know, that's the number one thing I'm getting from doing, for example, the Gang of Witches podcast, you know, interviewing farmers who have never been listened in terms of the fact that only 2% of this food that's produced on a beef that actually gets eaten here. And that's just, you know, an absolutely Staggering, shocking. yeah. Oh. Kind of really shocking statistics about stories that aren't actually coming out and the changes that need to make, you know, to be made, to make that happen. And that's really, really important to me to support these kinds of women who are doing, you know, such hard work. Can you imagine being a farmer? You know, i just... <laughs> <laughs> I can't work. we sit around you know tickling our keyboard all day long. it's like you know doing basically nothing. these women are out there like absolutely slogging away in the fields and I think it's just so beautiful to hear the kinds of things that women do do and the strength that they do have and that you know the absolute sheer cold, hard kind of drudgery that they go through on a daily basis to you know to keep their families fed but also to do something that makes them so happy and one of these women was like a A big banker you know we're going to work in a suit and heels and you know briefcase and earning in excess of 100k a year and she was just like no i just feel so 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 much more satisfied in my life and so much happier and so much more relaxed and so much more calm you know tending to her fields every day and to share these kinds of stories i think particularly now in this moment where everybody's reconsidering what it is they really want to be doing with their lives are they really feeling fulfilled and connected to their community to the you know mm-hmm. to life in general and each other through what it is that they put out in that world and for me to be able to connect people through the you know the power of podcasting and to share those kinds of stories i i just get just as much pleasure as i was from inviting people into a space and and calming them down and giving them you know all the tools they needed to leave that place feeling better and i think that's exactly what podcasting also does in in so many different ways just like your podcast is helping people understand how to scale a business create you know people's passions it's something that I think a lot of people feel is unattainable but it just takes a big pair of balls really and a bit of you know a bit of a a think a bit of a rethink that's a wrap for
0: this week so tune back in for joe your story which only gets bigger better and ballsier If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to help other people to find it too, I would really appreciate you taking a moment to rate and leave a review. And if you know someone who wants to start or scale their business, why not share it with them too? And to find out more on how I help people start and scale, visit www.carolinekay.co. That's www.carolinekay.co.